1: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
0: joining us now in the schneider orange hotline dan casper host of the dan casper show on sports talk 105.1 out in eau claire dan how you doing today man not too bad, dude. How you doing? how How'd you enjoy enjoy your time yesterday? I loved it. Uh, I had Pizza Del Rey. I had rays. Uh, I was uh, completely full by the time I left your area. So life was good, man. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. Hey, uh, I wanted to start out. Let's uh, let's go to the Packers first and foremost. Mark Murphy says they're making uh, record revenue. Uh, they may not have to dip into the reserves, but only ten to twelve thousand fans per game. Um, so, give me your thoughts on football first and foremost, with only ten to twelve thousand fans in the stands.
1: Uh, that's going to be weird around Lambeau Field. I mean, I, you know, not to knock on any other teams or anything like that, but, you know, uh, Green Bay, you know it more than a lot of other people too, Bill, by just going there. That's that's an event. That That's a holiday for a lot of people. Even people just show up just to tailgate instead of going to the game inside Lambeau Field. So it's going to be weird. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for anybody that goes to a game, you know, if, if it's only going to be 10,000, 12,000 people in that stadium, that's just got to be kind of an awkward feeling being in Lambeau Field, watching like a Packers Vikings game, and only ten to twelve thousand people in there. It's going to be weird for the for the players too. So, um, I I don't know what to make of it uh, until we actually kind of experience it ourselves. To be honest with you, because we've never uh, kind of seen anything like that. I mean, even preseason games were crying out loud. It's it's packed. It's sold out at Lambeau Field. So, it's going to look
0: kind of creepy you know, to be honest with you. I uh, I look at at playing without fans, I agree with you about the creep factor. I think you can get some sound out of ten to 12,000 people. I, I just wonder how Packers fans are going to feel about the possibility of traveling or Packers fans in other areas and what other areas are going to be doing. I get a lot of questions about, well, what do you think stadiums are going to be like? Will there be still 50-50 of Packers fans on the road? Take, say, the tr- Tampa Bay trip. Uh, people wanted to go down and see no. Tom Brady or down in New Orleans this year. That, too, I wonder how the traveling fans are going to be affected. I agree, too. Yeah,
1: I, I definitely agree. And it's going to be interesting like, with that secondary market and how high the prices are going to go, you know, for some of those tickets. So it might be cheaper for Packers fans to kind of go on the road because, I mean, if Lambeau Field, you know, if that secondary market, those prices just kind of skyrocket, it might be cheaper to go to some of those other games out of the markets or in, in a different state, too. So that, that's something that's going to be kind of interesting uh, to kind of follow along, too, is, just how much those tickets are going to go. And especially if you know people kind of make it a yearly tradition or a yearly trip, they might have to uh, dig a little bit more in their pockets.
0: Um, when I get down to the X's and O's of the football season, and we were talking a little bit earlier about this, um, what do you expect with – no upgrade when it comes to personnel at the wide receiver position. They bring in Devin Funchess. Uh, so you got a veteran opposite Devontae Adams. You're hoping that some of the guys, Equinemia St. Brown comes back, and Marquise Valdez-Scantling doesn't have the short arms anymore. You're hoping that that gets better. But what do you expect second year out of Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers when it comes to this offense? You know, I know last year they said
1: it was kind of just like, you know, a combination of what Matt LaFleur wanted to do a little bit of what Aaron Rodgers was comfortable in doing. And that, and they talked about, you know, implementing more of that Matt LaFleur offense. And you look at the draft and you kind of look at how they're building that team, and it sure looks like they want to do more of a Matt LaFleur offense. But I guess I'm, I'm kind of curious too with this just different offseason with no OTAs and no mini camp and, you know, stuff like that where they haven't been able to be on the field and working on that playbook. I know they've been able to do it virtually, but nothing can replicate those snaps. And especially with no preseason too you know do you kind of revert to what you kind of did a little bit more last year because that's kind of what you have more experience with but you still look at what they did in that draft bringing in AJ Dillon and bringing in some of those other guys i think you're going to see establishing the run a little bit more uh, probably a lot more actually but it, that's going to be something to kind of watch for a lot of teams too you know i look at teams like that have new coaches and maybe even the cowboys with with Mike McCarthy how are they going to be able to you know, adapt to that new playbook right away with no preseason and pretty much no, you know, OTAs or minicamps where they were able to get on the field and, and kind of run those plays. So it's going to be interesting, especially with teams that have those new coaches, have a bunch of new personnel, uh, a bunch of new players, and even for the Packers where, you know, we're expecting more of a Matt Lafleur offense, but with the kind of weird offseason, do they adjust to that? So it's going to be kind of curious to watch for that.
0: I hope we have a football season. Uh, real quick, I wanted to go to the Bucks and, and what the Bucs uh, are about to embark on. Uh, starting up next Friday, they got a scrimmage tomorrow night, and then starting up a week from Friday is the quest for a championship. Give me the likelihood in two things. One, that you feel that the NBA is capable of completing the season, and two, that the Bucs uh, do indeed walk away with a championship.
1: I think they are going to get that season done. I think they got some really good news the other day with uh, no positive tests uh, with the covid-19 and i think that's you know that that's a, that's that's awesome i mean that's huge and i think that's going to continue hopefully yeah, at least but i think they'll get it done um and then in the box i i'm picking them uh, i i was encouraged to hear about Kyle Corver uh you know what he talks about with um with Chris Middleton how he just kind of looks different he looks leaner he looks like he's a little bit more explosive it looks like he uses his downtime to really kind of improve his game because You know, when you think of Chris Middleton, you don't really think of an explosive basketball player driving to the lane, you know, creating plays like that. He's kind of that spot shooter uh, a little bit where Giannis is the one that's always driving the lane and and kind of creating for everybody else. So if Middleton can do that, because we all saw it last year, and once these playoffs get going, all eyes are going to be on Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Hopefully Eric Bledsoe can return, but, you know, eyes are going to be on those two guys to see – if they can improve from what they did last year. Uh, I mean, we all saw it last year in that Toronto series, so we all expect Giannis to just kind of do his thing, but all eyes are going to be on Middleton and Bledsoe when this thing gets uh, going. Gets well, that
0: that's my next question. Do, do you give Bledsoe a pass if he doesn't play well because he was kind of behind the eight ball coming back with the positive COVID test? That's a good question. I, I mean,
1: I don't, I, I don't think you do. I mean, he still puts up all those... There was an interesting stat I just saw the other day. He was, like, grouped with, like, Chris Paul and, and James Harden. And you don't think about it, but he's, like, the last six years in a row, he's joined that group of players with, like, you know, averaging 15 points a game. Was it six or seven assists a game and the same, re- same amount of rebounds? So, I mean, he's been able to do it in, in the regular season. It's just whatever that postseason, he just flamed out. It does – it's a big boost that they got George Hill, I mean – uh, that was, I mean, that was kind of one of their big priorities this past offseason was to try to bring him back because he is, I mean, you know, we saw him get more playing time in the playoffs last year, but now with Bledsoe, I mean, if, even if he's a little bit slow to kind of get up to speed to have George
0: Hill as your next option,
1: that's huge for this Bucks team.
0: Um, real quick before I let you go, uh, and by the way, we're talking from da- with Dan Casper from uh, out in our Cl- Eau Claire, our fine affiliate out there, Sports Talk 105.1. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Brewers-wise, getting started, um, you tell me, do you have, as a Brewers fan and what you're getting on your show, any concerns with Christian Yelich, who has struggled a little bit in this uh, you know, 2.0, we'll say, when it comes to spring training?
1: Yeah, we talked a little bit about that this morning. Um it seems like nobody's really that concerned about it because he's Christian Yelich. Uh, I think once games get going, uh, just kind of the feedback we were getting this morning. If you get a few games into it where he is struggling, then maybe there's a little bit of a concern. But you know, at the same time, it's baseball. Everybody goes through slumps at some point uh, in time in a, in a season or in a career. I think if, if you're if you're trying to look at it from a positive side, hey, at least he's getting it out of the way right now instead of like in that very shortened season where. You really can't afford to have long stretches of slumps or anything like that. So, I think that you know, fans right now, especially around here, they're kind of taking the positive approach at it and saying, you know what, he's getting it out of the way right now. Once that season starts, it's all it's that's that's all we, what we care about, and he'll get back to normal.
0: So they're not too concerned about it right now. Cross your fingers that we're all right on that front, no doubt. Dan, uh, appreciate it as always. Great to see everybody out there. Hey, congratulations to Marty, by the way, who stopped by the program to announce that uh, he was retiring and walking away. But uh, I'll be back out there in the middle of August. we got a cigar dinner coming up, so I'll see you then too, okay? You got it. Sounds good, Bill. Thanks. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. Dan Casper, host of the Dan Casper Show on Sports Talk 105.1 in Eau Claire, joining us on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. Your car you work hard. They treat you fair. 80 plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844 Pride or go to schneiderjobs.com. You can follow Dan at Dan Casper. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25